Trying something new. It might not be so good, but we're stuck inside, and we might just die. So let's try a new hobby. Still learning the ukulele. The one who was in bed by 10 p.m. on New Year's Eve. And I'm Jude, the one who was in bed at 6.30 a.m. on New Year's Day. And this is Friends with Niche Hobbies, a podcast where we try new niche hobbies. That are COVID safe. That's yeah. a big selling point. I mean, really, maybe we should put that into our line. Yeah, maybe. COVID-friendly, no. safe COVID-friendly niche hobbies for you to do while you're stuck in your house wondering when it's all going to end. Yes. On that note, uh, Omicron goes on. Oh, I love that line. You I made. I truly made it up myself. Um, yeah. So we are recording on January sixth, twenty twenty-two. Happy New Year! Again, oh. we talked. What? I realized that this is also the anniversary of that um, thing that happened yes. last year. <laughs> yes, the Capitol riots. That's right. <laughs> Joe Biden apparently I read this I only read the headline I did not read the article uh I apparently blamed Donald Trump in his speech today <gasps> good thank Spicy. goodness someone finally stood up <laughs> like it's one of those things everyone I talk to feels this way but like you, you know 2021 kind of went by really fast but you also forget all the things that happened and I have an Instagram highlight on my personal account I just like dumped 2021 stuff in and most of it was just like memes and stuff. And so it starts, it starts with a picture of Nettie on New Year's Eve, but then the rest, the next thing that comes up is like a bunch of different, like, you know, memes stuff about the Capitol riots. And one of them is like, this is without a doubt the crappiest rendition of Les Mis I've ever seen. <laughs> and like another one where someone was like, well, that's escalated steadily for four years. And it's just like, I would always, whenever I looked through it, I was like, oh yeah, that was right. this year. Like this time last year, Donald Trump was still... President. nope he not was not president. anymore he wasn't and they tried to that's I don't know how. right i guess he was still president because this was also when he was like yeah he was still writing, in office right? like being the most corrupt person ever and just like writing like um pardon after pardon for all those parties like, who had gone appo- to jail appointing those supreme court judges yeah and look where we are now well i sent caitlin a uh article that opinion article i should say from the cbc a few days ago that was like america's democracy may crumble by 2025 and they may have a dictatorship by 2030 canada needs to plan for that and i was like how i mean how do you plan for that was that the existential crisis i needed that day no but you know what's that i love someone's like well we can't be like france in world war ii and get like blindsided by it and i'm like that doesn't make me feel good at all thank you so much Thank you so much. Anyway, anyway, what else is new, Jude? Um, well, you know, it has been a fun, I don't even know, years at this point of life. Um, I, for me, I am on my uh, seventh day of doing exercise every day, um, which is really exciting. So Yay! I'm I've been doing the Ring Fit, which is a Nintendo game, and it's like basically it's like a standard platformer, but like you you're running to move the character, and then to fight the monsters, you're doing specific exercises like squats or overhead presses or stuff. So it's great. My whole body is sore all the time, which is fun. Um, but I keep going through this thought process of like I saw this thing where it's like if you're feeling like down or sick or something, probably the best thing for you to do is to like exercise, with the exception, of course, as if you are like dying or very very ill um i also have my first burlesque fitness lesson i guess tonight class thank you for the words uh class tonight um it was originally supposed to be in person but now it's all by zoom which is totally fine i'm just gonna set my phone up have the zoom going in the exercise piece and i was supposed to get my hair dyed this weekend i was gonna do another mullet and a pastel pink uh, I did just get a text, like, literally as we were doing <laughs> About our, our, to start. Yeah, our preamble chat that went on for an hour. 
that unfortunately hairdresser is now isolating. So see what's gonna happen with that. But at some point I will be getting my hair dyed pink. Uh, and I found out today about visual voicemails, which is Kate told me about where you pay like five bucks extra and it like gives, sends you basically a text of what the voicemail was, which is awesome. Cause I hate answering my phone and I get a lot of robocalls and also like the person who had my phone number before me like five years ago really did not tell people that they changed the number. So I still get the occasional text and call mm -hmm. from, uh, from his friends. So I'm super excited for that. Kate, what's up with you? Uh, yeah, visual voicemail is amazing and I love it. Good. Just getting the, I mean, for both of us, is our, oh, well, at least for me, it was my first week back at work. I took more or less a week and a half off for Christmas, maybe more like a week, um, while I was in Ottawa, which was lovely and actually ended up being warmer than it was in most of British Columbia while I was there, which is very unusual, but I wasn't mad at it. No. Um, yeah, we, uh, exciting for me. I got, I'm getting an, I have an air fryer slash Instapot that's coming. It was one of my Christmas presents that I had to order it through Best Buy. I'm so excited because it ties in nicely to our hobby this month. So I'm excited for that. I also, we also got a uh, BioLight stove. And so for anyone who isn't familiar, BioLight stove, it's like a little camp stove. Instead of burning like fuel, like gas, it burns wood. So other wood pellets or twigs that you just like find while you're out and about. Um, and while it burns, it also has a thermo, battery so the heat charges the battery so if you're out in the wilderness and you should like charge your phone or charge your flashlight or i mean mainly people use it for their phones um by burning a little fire in this you can charge your phone again so the future is now the future is now so of course we got it and then we set up on our like patio and like boiled water over it just so because we could um but that was pretty exciting and then my other big excitement lately is I, you know, growing up, I loved reading, but then I went to university and, um, quickly didn't love reading anymore. Just you learned to hate reading. Yeah. You do so much. I have an arts degree. So I did a lot of reading of like scholarly articles and you yeah. know, educational books and things like that. So I just didn't want to read in my spare time. And I've been trying to kind of get back into it. I've tried a couple books. Um, and then in one of my Facebook groups, I don't remember which one, someone recommended a series. It's called a court of crown and of thorns and roses is the first one and also the name of the series of four books um so i started reading it i bought it just on my phone because it was cheaper and it's better for the environment but i started reading while we were in ottawa and then after new year so new year's i went to, we we got back from ottawa new year's eve that day i went to bed at 10 because the time change and we left really early and blah blah, blah. Yeah. but the next night i stayed up till 4 30 in the morning reading this book Oh my god. Which I haven't done. I used to, you know, I used to be like I was that kid that my parents would like walk by my room and see the lights still on and be like, what are you doing? Go to sleep. Um yeah. and I was reading and I just complete I got so into the story, I completely lost track of time. My husband woke up and thought that he woken me up because he had to go to the bathroom and he was like, Oh, like I started I wake up. I'm like, oh no, I haven't gone to sleep yet. And he was like, It's like four o'clock in the morning. I was like, oh, my bad and now every night because i'm on the third book and i'm a pretty fast reader but so they're still like you know good long books and i you know every i have to be like okay i have to like stop like and only read one more so it's it's really I know, it's been really fun for me to have that experience again with with a book um and, I just remind, and speaking of books i also on the second of january i believe watched the harry potter return to hogwarts special and we talked before, you and I are, are Harry Potter kids. We obviously yeah. have our struggles with um, the author, but the series, I mean, I cried from basically as soon as I started it until the end. Okay. It was a really big part of our lives. Our dad read it to us. Uh, almost every book, I think, except the last one he read aloud to us at night. And then, you know, after the first three, we were the people, you know, we pre-ordered the book. We were there at the midnight release. You know, obviously we're both Slytherins. We've talked about it before. So watching it again and the, I'm close in age to all of the actors. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of watched them grow up as I grew up and same, the books kind of came out as we grew up as well. So it was really, it was really lovely. It was a highlight from watching it. I will just note that the author does make appearances in it three times. It's pre-recorded interviews from 2019. So she isn't there interacting with the, the actors that were in it. And, and they sort of briefly mentioned her a few times, but she's definitely not a big part of it, which was important for lots of people. Mm -hmm. um, and they do a really lovely tribute to a lot of the, 
several of the actors who recently passed away, most notably the actress who played Narcissa Malfoy. She just passed away in 2021. Really? Yeah, she passed off cancer and she was not very old. And I think she was in her late 50s, maybe early 60s. Tom Felton, who plays Draco Malfoy, when he's talking about her, he like, like tears up and talks about her and it's like it, i'm gonna cry talking i, I was telling our parents about yeah. it the other night and i cried talking about it again <laughs> so if you like harry potter i highly recommend watching it because it is a really nice sort of look back at the series and they, i think they did a really good job of it and trying to be respectful of people's feelings now moving forward and you know still true and talking about about what it was so it was really fun yeah, I not gonna lie. I, I started watching it with my roommate, who is not a fan of Harry Potter. She, oh. yeah, she's she's like, uh, there's way better fantasy books than this, and I'm like, whatever. So we started watching it. I almost started crying, and she's like, I'm bored. Let's turn it off. And I'm like, yo, let's turn it off. Okay. Uh, <laughs> when you come to visit next, yeah. we will get a, like some wine. We'll we'll get some of the butterbeer beers from the brewery, yes! here in and we'll watch it, and we'll both cry. And Dan can I don't know go do something else. Um, can have fun somewhere else. Yeah, I, speaking also of book series to get you back into reading, I will say that for me, if you are more of a, like, a sci-fi fan, uh, or even a fan of, like, books with weird English lit references, the Hyperion series is probably, it, that was my series for that same thing. I, like, oh. put it on my phone, and I remember I was reading it on my phone, and my roommates were like, oh, you should, like, wait, and what I didn't realize is that once they realized how much I liked it, they bought me the whole set, like, the book set for Christmas, Aww. And they're trying to slow me. They're like, no, like, do this with us instead. Don't read your book. Because they're trying to slow me down so I could actually read the book. By the time they gave me the book, I had finished all of them on my phone. So I just reread them all. <laughs> but. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, there's, I mean, there's something nice about reading an actual book too, though. Like I, oh yeah, the, the series, like you can buy, obviously there's a, a box set and it's quite expensive. Like I'm buying it on my Kindle app on my phone and it's like 10 to $15 a book where in the series of four box set is like $70 but I mean I do like having a a book book to read but I, you know with the new series I'm never sure if I like it enough and it's like like what do I like you know used books are hard to get rid of a lot of the time so I may peruse the used bookstores and see if I can pick up because I think it's a couple years old this series nice. so there's been enough yeah. time for four of them to come out so I was like I was looking it looks like it's 30 bucks on um that apple bookstore to auto for the audiobook and like 19 for the book book so i'll, I'll snoop around for some stuff because i'm also always looking for books to sit down and read uh yeah, book, it's like a it's a fantasy i guess there's like there's some there's some spicy moments but yeah like yeah it's like a fan like you know human going into like the elven realm and it's interesting it's like, called in like for the it's called the Kessie, Kessie in Japan. If it's like, and the story is essentially someone from this world going into a magical other world. I love that there's a word for that. Yeah, it's like it's it's a common book trope. Yeah, it is truly. Yeah. It's just we don't have. A, I don't think we have a word for it in English anyway. Not that I'm aware of. But yeah, I quite liked it. Yeah, like it's spicy without being like only about being spicy. Oh, if you catch okay. my drift. Yeah, there's but some plot. Yeah, good plot. And like, there's some political, like, so I was reading an, a thing about it. Oh, they're turning it into a TV series on Hulu. Nice. So I don't know what the English equivalent of that is, or the Canadian I mean, equivalent of that is. But yeah, there's sort of like a, a fantasy romance, like with political aspects, because, you know, there's like lords or whatever. But yeah, no, I really like it. And um, it's also helping me, like, not like snack after dinner because I want to go to bed to read my book. Nice. Which again, I mean, I don't know what to do when it's done. Hopefully, like I have probably half of this book left and then one more. Oh my God. Sa- I'm just crushing it. Um, this author does have some other series. So I might like try them out and see, cause I do like her writing style, obviously. But yeah, no, like I said, I was telling our parents about this and dad was just like, wow. Like, yeah, that's been a, like, it must be a really good book if you were staying up till 4 a.m. and didn't realize. Yeah. So good times. Jude, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, tonight I am drinking the Hello, Heyo, Howdy, Hi, Hey, What's Up, Ola, Volume 1, Coffee Stout by Slackwater Brewing, which is in Penticton, your part of the hoods. And it's a collab series with the uh, House of Funk. So it seems like they're like the House of Funk one is called like a bunch of ways of saying goodbye. And that is the volume two. So it's like they're like two, it's supposed to like two in from each other. 
I it's love so that. Slackwater Brewing in Pennington is so nice. I've been there once. Really good too. The the beer itself. Sometimes coffee sounds can get a little bitter because yes. coffee. Yes. Uh, nice, nice and creamy and smooth without tasting like I don't know how else to say with like a, without tasting like a really milky taste. Just like creamy roasty taste. Nice. Slackwater Brewing was the last brewer I went into before COVID. Wow. We went there for a work thing because we're gonna plan events there and then COVID and now no. No, no, no. Kate, what are you drinking tonight? Picker's Hut Premium Cider from uh, Ward Cider, which is here in Cloda. Quick background. Ward Cider and uh, is owned by the same family that owns um, the View Winery here in Cloda. So they originally like orchardists and then they made cider and then they also expanded into brewery, uh, to brewing, to uh, winemaking. So the road that Ward is the family's last name and the road that they're property sits on is called Ward Road so that's how long they've been in that area we talked about it I'm sure in June yeah um because for Father's Day we went for a wine tour for Father's Day with our dad and we stopped at the View Winery as part of the tour but the beautiful thing about it is the apple orchards are right next to the winery so you go and you do a tasting and then they have a picnic area but it's in the trees so it's all like covered in shade like these big old apple trees it's quite beautiful and you know the second time I've done it and you know it can be like 30 degrees and in the apple orchard you know it's very pleasant like I don't know 23 24 like it's it's warm but it's not hot and you can sit and enjoy and it's very green and lush and quite lovely yeah I will say too I really appreciate when we were doing that tasting I might have mentioned it during the episode it's it was nice like I'm not I'm I like wine fine but I'm not like as wine wild as the rest of our family. So it was really nice to go to a place that had that cider option. They had the option of either doing like a wine tasting or a cider tasting. And I was like, you know what? I would just love a break from the wine tasting and try some cider. And it was really good. And that was so really would recommend it. And yeah. Yeah, and I was mentioning before recording when I was talking about it, um, our friends, so this is a gift from my friends next door. They are wine club members at The View. But when you're a club member that you get both the View Winery and the Ward Cider. So you get both. So instead of it, because, you know, wine clubs, you get a lot of volume generally, even if you're like on a six club, like six bottle club, it's still a lot from one place. So for this to have that mix of wine and cider mixes it up and it's lovely for them because, you know, cider is obviously less expensive than wine. So they always have something to like open if someone comes over. They always have something to like, this was, you know, part of a quick Christmas gift they dropped off for us. So they have, they always have something around which is also really nice. So, and, and it's true when you're wine, I've done that before too, when I've been wine touring in that area that yeah, hopping in and doing the sadder tasting instead, it's a little more refreshing, a little, little lighter. Yeah. I, I would also say too, it's always interesting when wineries, breweries, other stuff have like a product that takes a long time, like wine, and then another product that takes less time to be able to ferment and get, because it kind of gets you up and going faster. I know it's called Two Brewers. It's the whiskey company. And I think it's Yukon Brewing is the brewery. Mm-hmm. Same thing. They started off doing beer while they were getting their whiskey prep so they could have a good amount of income because they were using similar products anyways. It's funny you mentioned that. And I'd, I only know Yukon Brewing because I went to university with people from the Yukon and they always had yeah. the Yukon Brewing swag. And they have beautiful like signs and stuff when I remember. Yeah. Great beer. Yeah. Okay. I've whiskey. never had it. Ooh. Yeah. Beer is good. The whiskey is really nice. It's made of one of those like northern waters and they're trying to do sort of a classic style to it. Um, And then because it's in Canada, it's a little bit cheaper than your average beer, Um, but it doesn't have any sort of astringent cheap taste to it. It's still like, it's still definitely like a passion project, which is important. Intriguing. Yeah. I love getting alcohol places where it's a passion project. It's just really exactly beautiful. Yeah. Speaking of local passion project type things. Shall we get into it? Let's crack on into it. Do you want to introduce our our hobby this week? Yes. So our hobby for this week, this month, kicking off 2022, is we are going to be making all of our food from scratch. Yes. Uh, So everything from scratch. Um, Jude's going to jump into the rules shortly after this. But I thought I'd give it just a quick background on so if you and if you're a patreon all four of you we talked a little bit of we posted a video yesterday we talked a little bit about our personal motivations for doing this um and generally i feel like our consent one way you could sort of quickly sum it up is we wanted to like kind of get back to eating more like 
simple whole foody type things and be more mm. connected to what we were eating. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. Being aware of what food. Oh yeah. Eating. Awareness is a good buzzword yeah. to throw in there. Um, so uh, instead, obviously, you know, I don't need to explain to you all what making food from scratch is because it's very <laughs> self-explanatory. It's truly almost like a basic human instinct. Uh, so instead, I thought I'd pull a little bit of information about processed foods. So that's one of the big things we're moving away from by default and making things from scratch is you're stepping back from like those pre-made foods and those highly processed foods. So this is all from the Canadian Food Guide, which obviously is not perfection, but it's a good source of information. Yeah, I feel like we should have like, maybe we'll put this at the top as a like little, I don't know if trigger warning is the right word, but if you are somebody who maybe struggles with, I don't know, like an eating disorder or things like that, like this is definitely always taken with a grain of salt. And if you're not comfortable being talking about uh, the Canadian food guide about what you should be eating, then you might just want to skip like a few minutes, 10 few minutes in. Five minutes ish yeah so i tried to just pull information not so much like them telling us how much of things to eat because that's really mm. where a lot of the controversy lies yeah um, but this information i think is good to like consider when you're choosing food options yeah so katie says you should limit highly processed foods and drinks because they are not in their opinion part of a healthy eating pattern Highly processed foods are processed or prepared food or drinks that, um, that add excess sodium sugar or saturated fats to the diet to your diet Highly processed foods can include sugary drinks, chocolate and candies, ice cream and frozen desserts, fast food, such as French fries and burgers, uh, frozen entrees like frozen pasta or pizza, bakery products like muffins, buns, and cakes, and processed meats like sausages and deli meats. We'll preface, we are big fans of all of those foods. Big fans. We are not here to say you should never eat them. However, we we want to challenge ourselves to see what we could do. Um, and also we are still eating some of the stuff. We're just making it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we're still, we still have the option to make all of this stuff technically. It's just Absolutely. the fact that we have to make it ourselves. It's true. So all um, our food environment is changing. Highly processed foods are readily available and people are eating a more uh, eating more of them. Highly processed foods increase your intake of sodium, sugars, or saturated fats can all increase your risk of chronic disease. So sodium, higher sodium intake can lead to higher blood pressure, which can lead to heart disease. It's also, sodium is often added to foods to preserve them and or for taste. So basically in this situation, we're removing the sodium for preservation, but let me tell you, I'm still adding it for taste because I love salt. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing. It's like, we are aware about how much salt we're putting into our food versus just having food and not knowing how much salt's in it. Absolutely. Um, sugars, eating and drinking lots of food and drinks with added sugar has been linked to an increased risk of obesity and type 2 diabetes, also in cavities. Again, we love sugar. However, you know, you made your cookie bar with less sugar, which we'll talk about a little bit later. I made a popcorn. Again, I used maple syrup instead of white sugar. So again, it's just really being aware mm-hmm. is really what this awareness is really the key takeaway. I think we want to to lay out this whole thing. Um, And finally, saturated fats. Replacing foods that have mostly saturated fats with foods that have healthier fats can help lower your risk of heart disease. So I just put a note, a reminder, healthy eating is about more than just the foods that you eat. It's about being mindful of your eating habits, taking the time to eat and noticing when you're hungry and when you are full. So the whole like mindful eating, we talked a little bit again in our video yesterday, you know, just trying to really be aware of what you're putting into your body. And then you know what, like if it makes you happy, that's obviously great, but also making sure that you're nourishing your body um, and giving your, yourself what you need to be successful in your life. Yeah. Also, it's fun to make things from scratch and you feel very accomplished. Exactly. Something you got to eat anyways. It's kind of fun to get part of it. All right. The rules that we have set for ourselves that we have set for ourselves. And there's no like a penalty if we break a rule. It's just like a, it's a way of fun. So I will talk about, it. I already cheated once but I'm cheating tonight so you know what and that's fine because part of this is just made about intention so first things first is to make everything from scratch for 30 days we did January 2nd to 31st both of us got up on the first and we're like not today right? <laughs> we both sent each other photos of our fast food that we'd ordered in love it no processed foods so candies frozen dinner pepperoni or soda etc no prepared foods, ba- pasta, bacon, sauces, or dips. One ingredient prepared items are fine. So like cheese, butter, natural peanut butter, coffee, plain yogurt, like things that probably are going to take months for them to be actually created. We're not going to be 
forcing ourselves to make cheese. We still have full-time jobs. Exceptions. Stock must be all natural and only run out of our own, which is good because I think I'm about out of mine. And because we both live, we neither of us have like a deep freeze or anything like that. So we could, we couldn't really have over. I, we prepared a little bit, but it wasn't like we had a ton of space to like prepare a ton of stock. So we just felt like this was fair. Yeah, locally made fresh items. So bread, pasta, jam has to be artisanal slash local. Booze must be locally made and artisanal, which Crushed I it. mean, such a struggle for us. <laughs> Canned fruits and veg are fine, but keeping it as simple as possible, which I literally was looking up how to do stewed tomatoes. And I was like, I need a can of tomatoes. I'm sorry. Soy sauces, mustard, and vinegar. Although I did make my own mustard. I'm just saying. You did. That's true. My main thing was soy sauce because I looked like you can make it, but it was like, no. Yeah, we're pl- I'm planning on making some soy sauce, but it's not going to even be done by the end of the month. It's more yeah. like for fun. So, and there's going to be some items that I think we're going to make that's like, we're not going to, it's not going to be part of this month, but it's kind of like fun to know how to do it. And basically items that we could have made had we the time, space, non-procrastination or are out of season slash very hard to come by. Like we could have obviously canned our own tomatoes. I follow a woman on TikTok who can't like cans everything and that would have been great, but it's January right now. And so to go out, buy tomatoes, super out of season, yeah. pay the whatever for them and then can them when I could just buy, can- it just doesn't make sense. In my yeah. opinion, realistically, we'll see how it goes. But pro- I feel like we'll probably be doing a little bit more canning of stuff, at least yeah. in my house uh, after this. But you know, in you know, we we debated doing: do we do this in January? Do we try and do it in like the summer when there's more available? Because we live in Canada, so we don't grow things all year round. But you know, I think it's a good challenge, and it's a good, actually, kind of good way to start because it allows like extra leeway because like it just doesn't yeah. make sense to make all of the stuff from scratch. Where if we tried it again, I, I'd be def, like, we'll see how it ends. But if we do want to try it again, it would be fun to do it in like a spring or like early fall, yeah. like when there's a ton of produce available or to go into that like summer, spring, summer season, knowing we're going to do this and like really making that effort to can stuff before we get yeah. to it. If we're so amazing at this, maybe we'll just we'll make a whole different side project where we do this year round. Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned to how much we like this. Yeah, same thing. My roommates actually did do some canning of tomatoes, but we only had one can of them left by January too. So like an effort was made. <laughs> well, this this person I follow on TikTok, so when we move to Nova Scotia, I feel like we'll have like a room of canned stuff because that's just, you gotta, it, it fits. Root veg. I think in that situation, like if you have a storage and you have a space, you have the time, it would be super cool to have all the stuff ready to go. But yeah, I just, I don't really have a space and I don't really, didn't really have the expertise that like, at the right time and then can or jars were really hard to come by so all these yeah. pieces came together to mean that we didn't have this all ready to go but yeah do you want to kind of move into like the the vibe check of it because I think we're about to we're naturally transitioning there yeah <laughs> yeah I was just gonna say like I we've been talking about this since the summer I think we we, we have our like quarterly by month by yearly conversation about what we're doing with the podcast and what we're our meeting our, our meeting and I was like oh I would love to do this and I mentioned it to my roommate Megan who I realized does 90% of her food from scratch anyways so I have that's does, a, it's true it's been a real boon for me like she's making dinner tonight but she's making risotto from scratch so it's, it's within the rules she would but she immediately was trying to be like hey like let's prep for this ahead of time or like look through and I was like no I want to try it in January so I like part of this as we talk about like canning and stuff that's going to take longer anyways she mentioned that she's like oh you want and I was like really like dragging my feet on it and then I spent all of the second looking at recipes going through meal planning stuff and like hindsight 2020 I'm like oh I probably should have looked at some of this stuff a little bit earlier but I love NaNoWriMo month sometimes it's kind of fun to blunder through it but I'm really excited and I, I can't cook very well I can do really basic stuff but I've also been super super lazy for basically since COVID happened really bad at ordering in food and stuff yeah um partially because it's just had the vibe of like the world's ending who cares if I get sushi brought to my house three days in a row so I was kind of excited to like get myself out of that rut and just try some basic preparation yeah. what was your vibe you're you're a better cook than I am 100 percent. it's kind of you to say I'm really good at cooking specific stuff. And I think we talked about it last episode, but I don't remember because it was a long time ago. I feel like that we yeah, did that episode, ago. basically. Yeah, I have like 
12 recipes that I'm good at and that I know I can make like super fast and they're good for dinner. But I don't do a lot of experimenting generally because it's like usually when I'm cooking dinner, particularly recently, it's, you know, whatever's going on and it's like, okay, I want to have dinner in within one hour and sometimes nothing is defrosted. So it's like, okay, what can I make? So like, I'm good at like pastas and I can make a wicked stir fry and like there's some things that I'm good at but it's quite specific and a lot of them involve things that are not necessarily from scratch so like I like yeah. to make tacos and I recently started making my own taco seasoning just because it's not that hard and so that fit in yeah, yeah but like the tortillas are pre-made so actually last month as like a mini prep to this I made tortillas from scratch I made tacos were they as good as store-bought tortillas like yes and no they just weren't thin yeah. enough but you know so like that was fun so, so I was I mean I was excited to try we also are eating out a lot and I've tried other like diety type things where it's like don't eat that but it's like with this it wasn't this for me this is not like a you're not allowed to eat this it's like eat more of this so it was that di- change yeah. in mind shift where it's like okay well you want a snack we'll go make it yeah. So it's like, all right, so I'm like, I'm as on our Instagram, you've seen, I made maple, peanut butter, caramel, popcorn. And it is way better than any store-bought caramel popcorn I've ever eaten. There's yeah. no butter in it. It's vegan, which is not, a, not that vegan is necessarily healthy, but it's like, you know, it's way healthier than what you would buy at the store. I like it a lot more and I had to take the time to make it. So while I'm making it, I'm like busy doing that. And because I had to make it, I'm not just like demolishing the entire bag. I like put it in yeah. a container and I like put it in a bowl and I eat it and it's that little bit of sweet that I'm looking for. And it's not like that sitting there and just like mindlessly eating it. So yes. I'm, excited, I'm excited about that. I like that so far. And honestly, so far, I'd be mean, we're five days in. Generally, I feel like five days in. Look at that. I know. I, but I just, I, like, I'm feeling a lot fuller. Mm. And, you know, again, not to say that processed foods are like all bad, not to say that you eat the meat's bad. It's just that a lot of times they are not keeping you as full as long, which like, like dietitian people have been telling us forever but I you know I'm really seeing that like I made for example my own little breakfast sausages and it's just like pork and spices and this morning I had like two of those and then like a leftover biscuit that mom made from scratch and I like was full until like like when lunchtime came I wasn't like my stomach wasn't grumbling I was, and whereas before I was eating like you know like a granola bar that I bought at the store it I mean the calories are different as well but it was it's a really different experience like I'm not super hungry and even I had a super light lunch I had homemade hummus with veggies and then nice. some gummies because I was in a rush to pack and yeah you know, I'm kind of getting hungry now but I'm not like oh I'm starving where before but this yeah. time I'd be starving because I wouldn't it's also like almost sick so that's a reasonable yeah. time for you to start feeling and hungry it, it, exactly. and it totally makes sense and I think it kind of goes hand in hand in that you're taking the time to make food but also that food is now like made, like we are making that time yes. to the prep. And so it's like this morning, I'm like, I'm hungry. I need a breakfast, but I need to be quick. It's like sausages are done and just heat them in the toaster oven. Same thing with the little biscuit. It was like, it made, took me like three minutes to make breakfast and it was like all homemade. And it was all really good. It's like quick, easy. And there's no excuse to not eat breakfast where for a lot of time I wouldn't eat breakfast. So I was like, I don't have time. Absolutely. I was on a real not eating breakfast sort of bender for the last month or so. And now I'm doing overnight oats. And I don't know why I hadn't done them before. Honestly, they're so easy. I actually forgot to make them today and I was mildly devastated. Like I had toast with homemade hummus on it, homemade bread, homemade hummus. But I was like, oh, I was really looking forward to having my overnight oats. And same thing, even though I work from home and I've worked from home for the last two years now, I would often not plan my lunch. So then I'd be like, I have my hour and I kind of just stand there and be like, oh, I don't know what I want. Maybe I'll order in food. Maybe I'll make yeah. pasta. Whereas now I've been making just like a uh, Greek salad with some couscous in it. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I love a Greek salad with an extra. Yeah. It's filling. It's delicious. And it's like, it's kind of one of those things. The older that I get, the more that I realize that mom was just right about a lot of things. And if I listened to her when I was a teenager, life would be a lot easier now. But that's, that's not how the world works dude not how the world works at all but it's like things like oh if you just like prep the night ahead of time lunch or prep it at the beginning of the week your life is a lot easier and it's like oh I, you're right I've prepped all my lunches all my breakfasts with slight variations but now it's like it's I don't even have to sort of have that moment of like setting and be like I don't know what to eat today maybe a can of soup and then just like I have food ready to go everything's already cut up everything's good and I feel really full at the end of it absolutely well even last night 
we had Caesar salad. I made the dressing from scratch and with some leftover shredded chicken the night before. And then we took the like end of the bread that I made and we cut it up and I made it into croutons, which by the way, if you've never made homemade croutons, they are so good and they're so easy. And like, we only used half of them with salad and Dan just ate the rest of them out of a bowl. He's like, this is so good. They're delicious. They're so yeah. good. And it was so filling and so good and so easy. And it was like an easy dinner to throw together. It took, the longest thing was making the salad dressing from scratch, which was like, in my opinion, not a super success. But I mean, because I thought we had Worcestershire sauce and we didn't. Uh, so it wasn't, it was missing that umami characteristic because I did also didn't have anchovy paste. But anyway, I digress. Mm-hmm. It was still very good. Yeah, having all those things pre- like prepped and ready to go. And this also made me think more about pre-prepping. Okay, I made a roasted chicken the other night. I actually roasted two chickens. And one of them I just shredded, portioned and froze the cooked shredded chicken. So in the future, I can like pull it out of the oven or out of the oven, out of the freezer. And, you know, you can use it in like tacos. You can use it in quesadillas. You can use it in a stir fry. You could use it just on a salad again. Like it's easy and ready to go versus before it's like, okay, I made one chicken and now like we ate half of it. And then like we forgot about the other half in the fridge and then it went bad and then we threw it away and it was like a huge waste and I'm sad. And also we bought the pre-made ones at the store, which are delicious, but you know, who knows what they put on them. They're actually, they're actually cheaper, but well, I read online though about it because they're cheaper, but they're also way less. So I actually should have done a weight comparison because what they're saying is they mm. seem cheaper, but they weigh, they're a lot lighter. Yeah. Um, sense. It's like one chicken, but it's like one little chicken versus one, I guess, like, I don't know, bigger chicken. Yeah. Piece of hair. So anyway, my, that was a very long way to answer your question, but I am so far really enjoying it. I'm excited. Yeah. My main, it's weird because we talked last night about this, but not <laughs> everyone listening will have heard what we talked about last night. Yeah. My, like, my main concern is like getting like two to three weeks in and then just like burning out. But so far, I don't think so. And I think I'm feeling really good from eating the food I'm eating, which I think might actually yeah. help make it happen. Yeah, I agree. I think that having, like, I, I think you're similar to me that, like, I can kind of just have the same thing for lunch and breakfast yeah. every single day for a week, yeah. minimum. Like, totally. No problem. So I think that, and like, just prepping that at the very beginning of the week and being like, hey, this is what I'm having this week for lunches and dinner and breakfast. I think that is going to be a saving grace. And then for like, dinners are always going to, I think dinners are probably where we're going to see the most amount of cheating between the two of us. Just like, and that's okay. Like, again, we always totally. do this for like, our own enjoyment and at the end of the day if we like if you know 90 out of 90 meals that we make this month you know 60 of them are completely from scratch that's amazing like way more than I like I was at the point where I was like oh wow I went a day or two days without ordering in food now it's like we're at five days I saved a ton of money probably from this yeah and also I think that's a big thing is like ordering out is like super cheating where like yeah. <laughs> using pre-made pasta which is your cheat that you mentioned earlier do you yeah. need pre-made pasta use pre-made pasta last night and honestly i'm doing pre-made pasta tonight as a result because i feel better since you cheated already you know that's a little bit easier because i like i could make but it just you had the same thing last night which wouldn't be ready in time and yeah. for me tonight it's the same thing and honestly pasta the pasta i have is like i think three ingredients it's like wheat water and like oil or something it's like yeah pasta is actually quite simple when you buy actually most pasta like dried or it really gets it gets it gets hairy when you buy like a frozen pre-made pasta dish i feel like that's but, where you're getting that sodium and sugars yeah yeah so i mean as far as cheating goes it's pretty minor but yeah same thing it's like you know to even today is a great example dan went to costco to buy I was about to tell you this. Dan went to Costco to buy me a pork belly so I, we can make our own pancetta yeah. for my favorite soup. And I'm so excited. Making our own pancetta actually is not that hard. And it'll keep in the freezer for a year. Nice. going to buy some. I'm going to give some to mom and dad. Mom and dad, if you're listening, you're welcome. <laughs> but we couldn't get pork belly anywhere else. And Dan called me, though. He's like, do you want anything else from Costco? He's getting a poutine because he always does. And I, I usually get a hot dog at Costco because I love Costco hot dogs. They're one of my favorite things. Yeah. And I said no because it wasn't Woo-hoo! made from scratch. And yes. so moments where you're like, I feel accomplished. And like, it's a tiny thing to say no to that hot dog. But at the same time, I feel good about it. And I feel good about what I'm eating. Makes me happy. And yeah, these tiny cheats, I don't even feel, it's like you don't even feel guilty about it because you're like, eh, well, like I probably, like almost anything that we eat, you could make from scratch. You just yeah. generally don't. But something like pasta, you're like, eh, whatever. 
Like, could yeah. I make a hot dog from scratch? Yes. Am I going to? No. But <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I think pasta, maybe we'll make an adjustment to the rule and we'll put pasta in the, the uh I debated it so heavily. Because like bread. I think that it's reasonable for us to be like, yeah, we can make our, we both made our own bread right off that and, and have been fairly happy with the results. Maybe pasta or something. And, and that, I think that's totally fine. And the, the number one thing that I'm finding about this is like, you're right. Like it's nice to be like, yeah, like my, my pantry is full of chips right now. And normally I cannot have chips in the house. Cause I will just, I'll sit down and I'll eat the whole bag. Like I have very limited control about junk food in the house. And we bought a ton for New Year's Eve because we were up all night. Of course. And so it's nice because I'm like, no, I'm not having that. I'm having other whole foods, but I don't feel like I am dieting. And that is my number one issue is I am a tried and true January crash dieter yeah. years in a row. And normally I, by day five, by the 6th of January, I should say, I hate myself and my body and my life. And I and hate what you're eating. And what I'm eating. And this is not feeling like, cause I'm not like, I can't have chocolate. Like I probably had more just like I've had a lot of chocolate this week and I just had little chips sprinkled in my cookie dough bar and stuff. But it's like, I'm not re- like reducing anything. And same thing, I'm finding a lot of recipes on either like vegan websites or that Whole30. Yeah, but Whole30, yeah. there's no restrict. Like, it's not like Whole30 is like, you don't need any carbs or anything. I'm like, I can eat carbs as much as I want. I just have to make them first. And like, and, this, and yeah. it's that whole, it's that mindfulness piece where you're thinking about what you're doing. If you like, if we wanted chips, we could just go cut up a potato and bake it in the oven. They would be healthier for us, less preserved, and they would still be good and potentially even better than the chips you buy. And so, and that's what I love about this. You're exactly, it's not a crashy diet. It's not like you're restricting yourself. And we talked a little about yesterday, the condiments are a challenge. After yeah. this, I'll probably, ju- I made that ketchup. I'll probably just buy it in the future. And you made mayo, we'll probably just buy it in the future because the staying power, obviously with the preservatives, it preserves it so it yes. lasts longer. But you know, a lot of other things like the bread I made, it was like a no need, huh? Looks delicious. It was really good. And it was like a no need bread. It was like flour, yeast and water and oil, I think. Yeah. Maybe some salt. It was like five, like I'm going to say it was at most five ingredients. You like mix it together. You let it sit for eight to 18 hours. You shaped it. You let it sit for another hour and then you baked it. And it was done. It was like no effort. I am not a skilled bread baker by any means. And it was delicious. Dan made a sandwich out of it. He was like, this is amazing. Like, yeah, it was so good and so easy. And the recipe said it cost 25 cents. So I'm going to guess like it costs like 50 cents in Canadian. So yeah. this is an American website, but like it was so easy and so good and so inexpensive. And it's like, why you just have to have some like a forethought to it. So yeah, I'm really excited to see what would come out of this with about like what we decide to make ourselves after this. Like, there are certain convenience things that I will continue to buy for sure. But things like, you know, like bread, we don't eat a ton of bread because I love bread. So we don't eat a ton of it because just here I'll just be like a huge bread monster. (laughs) I'll eat a loaf of bread. Yes. Oh my God. Absolutely. So, you know, if instead I'm like, you know what, I'm only going to ever make bread. It's like, it's a special occasion or it's an event for me personally. And I know that it's like delicious and tasty. I'm just going to crush it. And then we want bread for a few weeks like you know the same thing with my scones we talked about last time we never buy scones but i made scones they're so good and it's like oh like this is tasty and delicious and it's like a special yeah i mean and same thing i know you're saying especially but like also if you made a loaf of bread every week then you know what you took the forethought and it's still probably oh, better shit. for you than just like, like i made oh, yeah. um i did make pasta store my pasta but the sauce was made from scratch which was delicious i'm gonna make it for you when i visit next yes and we had meatballs and the meatballs had breadcrumbs made from homemade bread and so good, it had right? a, so good and it was like oh wow it's kind of one of those things where you're like good ingredients make a breast be great i think what both of us are finding is that stuff that we make at home tastes better than what we buy in the store for the most part because you know it's super fresh yeah um, yeah and just harping on bread further because hi we love our carbs here love our friends bread. with these hobbies we love bread um when we lived in france one year when i was what i was 14 so you would have been 12 12 ish 11 12 11 12 we lived and in in, in in a lot of countries in the world they are a lot more connected to their food and france is a good example they have you know they have yeah. a bakery they have a cheesery they have a butcher like that they don't have generally like a big supermarket that does all those things it's a little more segregated still mm-hmm. but you know we would always go every day and buy a baguette and you would go and go to the baker and you ordered two baguettes always 
and they yeah. would be like hot because they'd come out of the oven like immediately and somebody had to wait like the three minutes for them to pull them out and bag mm-hmm. them and you would eat half of one on your walk back to the place just straight just plain out of the bag just plain bag out of the bag mm, the best. and it was so good and so delicious and same thing being in italy all the pasta obviously is like fresh and yes it's just like that really like that fresh you know like local ingredients simple ingredient food is so good and in a lot of places in the world it's so common still but I feel like particularly in North America we've gotten away from that in a lot of ways yeah and I I think part of the issue is just I mean not to but like uh, how to how how to talk about classism basically Mm. it's much easier and much less expensive for you to buy preserved food food that is not going to be great for you that's why we've seen people basically in the last hundred years like we're like why are people so fat now it's like well sharon the only thing that people can eat is so processed that they're having like a hundred times the regular salt intake absolutely because that is what is available and salt tastes so good Salt mm-hmm. tastes good, butter tastes like humans. You're programmed to love salt, fat, and acid, and sugar. Yeah, these and, are all things that you need to survive too. So you should yeah, just get rid of them. Absolutely. And absolutely, you should not get rid of them. Mm-hmm. And your brain is the program to love those things. And so those companies that want to sell you tons of food, hello, we're getting very like deep on this episode, apparently. Yeah. They are putting all those extra things in because you really want them. So, you know, it's like if you watch like the super size me video or movie, for example, that we watched in high school constantly that only made me want to eat McDonald's. They talk about how like there's like three items on the McDonald's menu that don't have sugar and it's like french fries, diet coke and one other thing. But like everything else has sugar in it. And you're you're like cuz in the wild sugar is hard to come by for and nowadays it's not. So anyway, the point being this is a good really good way to like look at what you're eating and like appreciate what you're eating and appreciate also like what you're capable of making. Like being able yes. to make your own food is really empowering I find anyway. Same. And I think I mean both have complicated relationships with food. I, if you haven't yes. tell, if you haven't been able to glean that from this entire episode, our relationship with food is kind of complicated. And yes. I think this has been really nice because it's really simplified our relationship with it. Yeah, totally, absolutely, it totally has. And yeah, and I love you know being able to make you know last night making the you know the the, the Caesar salad I mean and like oh I made the dressing and I made the croutons from bread that I made and I chopped the lettuce myself I guess and I made the roast it's just like I made every part of this meal and it is really good it it feels good feels good feels good Mm, great yeah same making this I'm so excited to make you this red sauce it's super good I'm gonna make it spicy we'll see not too spicy (laughs) so quickly just before we we go I was gonna say of the recipes you've made so far what is your favorite oh absolutely the I'm gonna pick two because I'm complicated so my first one is going to be this red sauce i've mentioned multiple times it is from it's by kenji lopez and it's oh my gosh what is the uh the food lab uh, okay which is amazing would recommend uh and then the other one is this um cookie dough bars that i've made that are vegan and dairy free and that is from running in the kitchen website okay amazing those are my those are my those are your two favorites those are my two favorites, yeah. My two favorites are definitely my no-need overnight artisanal bread from Don't Waste the Crumbs. And then my other favorite is probably the sausages, the breakfast sausages I made, which I have to like quickly look up. They are from... After everything's done, we'll definitely share a list of all the recipes we did. This one is from The Pioneer Woman. We have a running document of all the recipes that we have tried and slash are trying. Um, but yeah, no, it's fine. And it's also fun to like, when you're doing it for like a month, it's like, okay, I have to take the time to find like new recipes. I have to take the time to like make this happen. So it's a good way to like, you know, with our other hobbies, right? You force yourself to carve that time out. And after 30, I mean, yes. what is it? Is it 30 days to form a habit? Yeah, or 20, 20 days? Between 20 and 30 days. So um, I think yeah. after this, maybe it'll even just be helpful and like really like dialing into that, like planning at least dinners moving forward. So yeah, it's true. Oh, for me, definitely lunches and breakfast planning moving forward. So easy. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And also, oh my goodness, I have the hiccups now. All right, we'll close it out. Oh, next episode, we're going to talk about how the month is going as we progress yeah, onwards. So yeah, 
next episode we'll talk oh my goodness but like what, how it went and what we love and love so that episode we'll probably record like very early february so it's going to be a little bit of a break like we talked about before same as we did with yeah. nanorimo so it'll be a bit of a space and then we will also you know share some of our favorite recipes we'll do a blog post about them um etc etc so on that note thank you for listening happy new year we're going into our third like year with friends of the shop yeah. we started this back in 2020 we thought by now it would be done but here we are <laughs> It's so fun. I I started off that we're second sided and might all die. Uh, that was back in March that I made that song up of twenty twenty, and um, yeah, still I still. So uh, again, thank you for being part of this journey with us. <laughs> Hopefully, we've helped you oh. find some new hobbies and you know mix things up in your COVID lifestyles. For more information, yep. for informations for more information for links to support the show um, and later for our recipes go to our website friendsnichehobbies.com follow us on social media at friendsnichehobbies jude's super on top of posting like um, recipes that we're making and our stories always have like a this or that sort of experience which i personally always love on instagram mm-hmm. so hopefully you love them too um you can pick between jude and i's and it's generally not obvious whose is whose so it's fun for us to see the results so please go check that out um and if you have any hobbies with mm-hmm. us to try if you have a recipe that you love or ideally yeah. even like a family recipe we'd love to hear about um please email us at friends at gmail.com Please subscribe, review, tell a friend. It helps us a lot. We are just a little indie podcast of two people with full-time jobs trying to make some interesting hobbies and some cool podcasts uh, in our downtime. Patreon, thank you so much to Steph, Liz, Dave, and Catherine, our four Patreons. And also check out the video on Patreon if you haven't already. Also do that. If you would like to become a Patreon or if you'd like to give us a one-time donation to buy us one of our locally artisanal (laughs) beverages, check those all out on the website. Again, that is friendswithnichehobbies.com. Be awesome to each other. It has been a wild three years. And you know what? Things are only going to get... You just gotta, I don't know, look on the bright side. Just don't be a jerk to each other. You know, we're all going through it. Alrighty. Can I scare you? I'm terrified. I'm, make, you... I'm making my Apple Watch think I stood up because it's telling me to stand up. Sorry. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm welcoming to play it in. <laughs> Bam. Bam.